Chapter 27 When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food, such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food, that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats, so that I may prepare them for delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse upon myself, and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice, and go bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared delicious food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went in to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it near to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him the wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. 
Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you, and all his brothers I have given to him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, but when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother in Haran, and stay with him a while, until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of you both in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite women, if Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? Chapter 28 Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him, You must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Arise, go to Paden Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and to your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Paden Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Paden Aram to take a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and gone to Paden Aram. So when Esau saw that the Canaanite women did not please Isaac his father, Esau went to Ishmael and took as his wife, besides the wives he had, Mahalath the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. Then he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, 
I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in the way that I will go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. Chapter 29 Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. And as he looked, he saw a well in the field, and behold, three flocks of sheep lying beside it. For out of that well the flocks were watered. The stone on the well's mouth was large, and when all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? They said, We are from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is it well with him? They said, It is well, and see, Rachel his daughter is coming with sheep. He said, Behold, it is still high day, it is not time for the livestock to be gathered together. Water the sheep, and go, pasture them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together, and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well, then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Now as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel he was her father's kinsman and that he was Rebekah's son, and she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban all these things, and Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Then Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go in to her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went in to her. 
Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, It is not so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to be his daughter Rachel to be her servant. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and served Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Again she conceived and bore a son, and said, Now this time my husband will be attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son, and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. Hello friends, welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. My name is James Chase, and I was just wondering, have you ever thought about the meaning of your name? Have you ever looked it up on Google? I've done it once, and I learned a lot. And some things that I learned have a bit to do with today's reading. I want to thank you for listening to the Bible reading today. We've read through chapters 27 through 29 in the book of Genesis, and now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. Oh my gosh this family, right? So we read yesterday about how Rebecca would have two sons and the younger would serve the older. And um, there's Esau, who's a hunter. He's a man of the field. You know, he's, I imagine, being quite muscular. And you have Jacob, who likes to stay in. And scripture says that Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Can you relate, though? I mean, I don't know if you ever had your parents play favorites in your family, but I think the story of Jacob, Esau, Isaac, and Rebecca, I think the story of this family is relatable to today and is kind of similar to how broken families can be in the 20th century. So as we get into this, I want to remind you that this story, this is history and that these are real people, this is, was a real family. I think by reminding ourselves of that, we can get closer to this family and learn a bit more. Guys, this family, it, it breaks my heart. So let's talk about Rebecca, okay? She hears that her husband is gonna bless Esau, the older son, but she has different plans in mind. And I think that's just one place of brokenness that we see in this family that the wife betrays the husband um and and in growing up not growing up in um being a christian for the past 10 years one of the things that i've learned is that the husband and the wife have to be united 
for the family to be strong, for the family to be grounded, because the, the, that's where the family starts, right? From the husband and wife. So they have to be together. They have to be on the same page if the family is going to thrive. They have to communicate well. They have to have the same vision. And something happened in this family to where Isaac and Rebecca got off on the wrong page. They were on two different pages. Um, remember that Isaac was given Rebecca. Um, Abraham sent the servant to find a wife for Isaac and uh, the servant prayed and Rebecca showed up, watered the camels. And so this was, this marriage was ordained by God. It was set up by God. And somewhere along the way, things went wrong. And here we are with Rebecca going against the wishes of her husband. And she's telling Jacob, you know, listen to my voice, obey my voice, do what I say, and you're going to get the blessing. And it, and I'm reading it. I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, I didn't like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I didn't like, I don't like reading this. It's just, it paints me because, um, I just, I, I like seeing, um, good relationships. I like seeing relationships thrive. And, um, this just isn't, it doesn't sit well with me. So, um, Jacob goes along with it and he, um, he lies to his father and he receives the blessing and you, I guess you wonder, you know, if, if this was the way it was supposed to happen, you know, God said that the older would serve the younger. I definitely don't think that this is the way that God intended it. I, I don't, he definitely didn't intend for Rebecca to betray her husband and then deceive and set up, set up deception and have her, have her son lie to her husband. Definitely not the way God wanted things to go. But, and I don't know if Rebecca did what she did out of fear of God's promise not coming to pass. Um, because she was told that the younger would serve, I mean, the older would serve the younger, sorry. Um, and so she took it into her own hands to make this thing happen, you know? And so, if, and I think that's, that's the case. It seems like she was afraid that God's promise wouldn't come. And so she took it into her own hands to make it happen. And we see that as human beings, when we try to take things into our own hands, when we try to make things happen, things go wrong and they end up worse than we could ever imagine. Can I just say something? Can I be vulnerable for a second? I don't know This is a, if we're going to count this as a sidebar. I'm not married, but I would really like to be. And I really want to be a good husband and a good leader. And I want me and my wife to agree on the same things and to be on the same page and to have the same vision, um, you know, to be vulnerable and transparent. One of my fears is to be in a marriage that isn't working and, you know, we're constantly butting heads. That's one of my fears because, you know, we're butting heads and, you know, we're, we're trying to deal with each other and in dealing with each other, we're not taking care of God's business. No, that's just a fear of mine. And, and as I, as I read this, I, I just think I, I want to be a good husband and a good father and, and lead a family well. Um, growing up, I, I grew up in a broken home and, um, you know, my parents weren't on the same page. And I, 
And I've seen how that's affected my life and the lives of my brothers. When I read this story, I can relate. And I know that many of you out there listening can relate to this story because it's essentially a story of a broken family. And too many of us grew up in broken families and have had to deal with stress and the trauma that comes from that. And this story helps me. And this is one of the reasons that I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful that the Bible isn't about perfect people or amazing people doing great things for God. The Bible is a story of real people, you know, and, um, you know, if you haven't read the Bible um, and maybe one of your misconceptions that it was, that it is about uh, perfect people and amazing people doing things for God. Um, I hope that your mind is being changed right now because this family here is messed up. And I hope that as we go on, you see how God is in the midst of this family and how he works things through this family. And he still uses them no matter, like despite the things that happen in this family. And um, the same is true for you. Um, Whatever things that you've gone through, however your family has affected you, you are still valuable to God and you are still seen by God and you are still loved by God. I'm sorry that the things that happened to you happened to you. Let it be known that your story isn't unfamiliar to God because we have a story here 2,000 years ago, definitely more. So have hope and choose to trust God today. So Jacob gets the blessing and he's leaving the presence of his father, Isaac. And I, I see him walking past Esau as Esau is about to go into uh, the room where Isaac is. And he kind of looks at him and Jacob knows what's up, but Esau doesn't. And I don't know, it, it's kind of, I, I see it playing out in, in, a, in a TV show because um, it's like one of those things where, you know, something that the character doesn't. I, I just think it's interesting. And Esau goes in to get the blessing. And I feel so bad for him because he went out to do what his father said. He, he went to do the right thing. And yet his blessing was taken away from him. And he's so pained. And I hear the, the cracking in his voice and I hear him crying because he just wants to be blessed. And, you know, he grew, he grew up believing that, he, you know, I'm the older son and I'm going to get my blessing. I can't wait until my father blesses me. And I'm sure he's, he's just been looking forward to this day and he gets nothing, nothing but this tiny blessing from Isaac that says, um, from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be and away from the dew of the heaven on high by the sword, by your sword, you shall live and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. That was verses 39 and 40 in chapter 27. So everything that Esau is going to have is going to get in his life. He's going to have to fight for. He's going to have to come by the sword. And even though it was said that he was going to serve his younger brother, he's not going to serve him forever. And so now Jacob is on the run from his brother Esau, who wants to kill him. To the end of chapter 27, I wanted to ask you a question. 
How are you feeling towards Rebecca? And how are you feeling towards Jacob? Do you think Jacob was in the wrong because he listened to his mother? Or do you just think he was, you know, he's kind of blameless because he was doing what his mother told him to do? I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Also, another thing, there's a part where Esau figures out that Jacob took his blessing and he says, is he not rightly named Jacob? And this is interesting because the name Jacob means supplanter or one who trips up or one who deceives. And, you know, so he says, isn't he a deceiver? Isn't he living by his name? And so that's why I posed that question to you in the beginning. Have you thought about the meaning of your name? And uh, maybe you should look it up if you don't know what it is and see if it lines up with the character that you are. A part of me wants to believe that in the 20th century, names are still important. The meanings of names are important. And I, they don't, I don't think they happen by accident. My name, for example, James, is actually, doesn't really have a meaning, but it's a derivative of Jacob. So it comes from that same line. And I thought that was interesting. You can make of that what you will, but that's a story for another episode. In chapter 28, we get to where Jacob is sleeping in a place and he has this dream and God shows up and he gives him the same promise that he gave to his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham, that your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the east, the west, the north, and to the south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. See, you, you think I'm lying to you when I tell you that God sees you as valuable. This man just deceived his father, took his brother's blessing, and God is telling this man that he's going to bless him and that his offspring is going to be like the dust of the earth. If you learn nothing else in reading this Bible in a year besides the gospel that we are sinners in need of a savior and that Jesus came and died for our sins and we just need to receive and be baptized in Jesus name, all that stuff. Learn that we are messed up people, but God still loves us and he still has a plan for, a plan for us and he still sees us as valuable and he still is going to use us for his glory. But you know what? It's whatever. You don't have to believe me right now. I'm still going to keep telling you until you get it. And then after you get it, I'm going to tell you again because I love you and I want to see God working in your life. So bad. So we get to chapter 29 and Jacob meets Rebecca and he sees that she's beautiful and he's talking to Laban and he says, I want to work seven years in exchange for Rachel's hand in marriage. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say because seven years. Okay. That's a real long time. That's a real long time. I mean, it must, he said it seemed like days to him because of his love for her. So you know, I guess it worked for him because he was probably young, but, but, but me in, um, you know, the age bracket that I'm in another seven years. Oh man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do it. Lord, you gotta, you gotta help me. I need patience. <laughs> so the seven years come to an end and Jacob gets Rachel or so he thought I, cause look at the, like the, I told you this family's messed up because this man Laban tricks tricks his his nephew what is this it be your own people like i'm I'm gonna say it again it be your own people that be trying to do you dirty for what for what i mean and i don't even know how this happened like how did you 
this, uh, hey, uh, no, nah, Leah, listen, listen to me. Rachel, you stay here. Leah, you go in room and lay with Jacob. That's that's the plan that I have. But I guess Jacob had it coming because he deceived his father and and his brother. I mean, it's just the deception's just all all in through this family. I told you, just they, they it's messed up. It's messed up all over. <laughs> Laban says to Jacob, "Look, you want the second wife? You will work another seven years. Yes, see, you will get two for price of two. Wait, that's just a that's just a regular that's just regular price, Laban. Yes, I know, but it is good deal. It's good deal, no? We will shake on it. We will shake on it. Yes, it's good deal." Thanks for indulging me in whatever accent that was. Um, I can't promise I won't ever do it again. Now Jacob has two wives and he loves Rachel more than he loves Leah. And Leah sees this and her idea is that I will have more children. I will have children for Jacob because children equals love. And the more children I have, the more love that I will get from Jacob. And I don't know what to say because I'm, I'm try. I, there have been moments in our readings where um, it's, it's apparent that the women in the Bible um, really want like ch- bearing children is really important. And um, yeah, and it was important in, in the times of the Bible. Uh, having a, a child was highly desirable and um women felt worthless if they couldn't have children. And um, there have been moments where in, in the, in our readings where we've encountered instances like this, and I've been trying to be careful with my words because I don't know how to speak on that. Maybe I can get a woman to speak in one of these episodes because I have no idea what that feeling is like, but I do want to say that I see in, in the Bible, how important it is to women. And I just wanted to a- acknowledge that. So I'll ask the women out there, if I can, if you'll allow me to, you know, how important is it to have children? Um, you know, whether you be, whether you're single or married, how important is, is that to you? And how would you feel if you weren't able to have children? Or how do you feel if you're someone who isn't able to have children. I was talking to someone earlier this week about that, and she said that the feelings that women have about children today in the 20th century, and compared to those in the Bible, for most women in 20th century, she she clarified, is almost the same. So I'd like more opinions and thoughts on that. So if you feel comfortable sharing that, I'd greatly appreciate it. Friends, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here. It really means so much to me. Also, also, I am at the end of this podcast and I realize that this is not the 20th century. This is the tw- this is the 21st century. The 21st century is everything from January 1st, 2001 onward. So we're in the 21st century now. And so I just want to apologize um, I'm not going to change it because I, you know, I, it was, it was, it was honest. It was transparent. So I'm just going to leave it in. I hope you can forgive me. I'm not going to forget it from now until the day I die. We are in the 21st century. And I want to thank you for spending the little bit of the 21st century that you have here on the Peculiar Podcast. 
Um, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, please feel free to respond at the Instagram page at underscore Peculiar Productions or the Facebook page of the same name. This is meant to be a conversation and I really want to hear what you guys think. Thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're getting through the entire Bible in a year. I'm James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow.